and three, two, one. Here we go. Been about a week and I'm back. Just started a new gig. I'm doing the same thing I've been doing for like five years now since spring 2015. So let's see. It's actually it's it's been over a week since I've had an actual episode episode. Uh, I think the last time I posted was like six days ago, and it was a uh, it was pretty much all about uh, ADD and RSD. I think it's RSD. I forget because of the ADD shit. Anyway, Microsoft is going to buy Bethesda for seven point five billion dollars that's a 7.5 billion dollar move in the video game industry this could be a huge deal for anybody that's into gaming even in the slightest because bethesda owns quite a few very popular ips that for the for decades were multi-platform non-exclusive and now it looks like they could pot potentially be exclusive to microsoft platforms so that would be uh the xbox and of course pc because anything that releases on xbox you can play on pc so if you have a pc and a playstation and a nintendo you you, you don't you're you're exclusive proof that's the only way you can guarantee that you won't be locked out of a game is if you have a PC, a PlayStation, and a, and a Nintendo system. So anyway, $7.5 billion. That's a lot of money. That's a huge purchase. Um, but I mean, it just goes to show, if Microsoft really wants to throw their weight around in the video game industry, they can apparently blow $7.5 billion to slap ex exclusive labels on a lot of, a lot of major IPs. For one, they got the Doom franchise because Bethesda owns id, I believe, or they're tied in. E either way, Bethesda, uh, Bethesda is id's developer or publisher. So, wow. So you'd be losing out potentially on being able to play Doom, Wolfenstein. Uh, let's see, the Fallout series could go completely exclusive. I know at least one person who, if it wasn't for the fact that he has a PC, would be pretty upset that they could potentially not be playable on the upcoming PlayStation 5. That's right, the console wars are heating up, and I believe both systems release sometime in November, the PlayStation 5 and the new Xboxes, the Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series X. The $400 all-digital PlayStation 5 or the $500 with a disk drive versus the Xbox Series X for $500 or their cheaper system is $300 undercutting Sony's cheaper system by $100 but it's also a weaker system whereas the all-digital PlayStation 5 has the exact same specs as the disk version. So bear in mind that $100 you'd be saving going for the cheap Microsoft system 
uh, you're gonna have a weaker console. A weaker console. I'm not gonna get into that though. I'm not fan. I, I don't do the fanboy wars. If I had my choice, I would own all three systems, so you wouldn't have anything. I wouldn't have anything to worry about. But I just don't play games hardly at all anymore. I I do not have a lot of time for gaming. What little bit I do jump into a couple online games there is a couple games that i do want to try fall guys and among us uh, i just downloaded among us on my ipad i don't know if you can play it on anything other than mobile or pc i don't know if it's on consoles but i do got fall guys they they're giving that out for free on playstation that game's blowing up there's a lot of popular streamers that are playing fall guys and now playing Among Us. Interesting thing, Among Us came out like two years ago, but now it's just somehow having an, I guess, an organic surge in popularity. I haven't looked into it that much. I watch streamers even less than I play games, so I'm out of the loop. That was a, that was a different time in life. About six years ago, I got into the whole streaming thing. Well, the, the consumer aspect, I watch streamers. Now the only thing I really want to do with Twitch is to produce my own content. So, I mean, there's there, I do understand there, there are still streamers that I would probably get into watching a little bit or at least promoting because you're always better off as, when you're starting off, you're always better off to network as best as you can. So that would be something that I would need to keep in mind. Anyway, it's looking like with this new employment opportunity that I will still be able to have enough time on the side to keep this podcast going and still have a little extra time to crank it up to the next level, which is acquire a microphone. I have not decided yet. Originally, I was just going to go USB-C, all digital but I'm considering getting an outboard processor and getting an actual XLR XLR microphone. But we'll see, because it'd be a lot easier to just throw down a bone and get a good USB-C mic going versus the, the other setup that I'd be going with would be exponentially more expensive. The microphone would be the most expensive part. But other than that, anyway, I think the iPad is doing quite well. I am going to get LumaFusion fairly soon and start getting into video editing. I'm going to play around with some video editing, uh, just splicing some traditional clips together, and then also get into some experimental stuff. There are minimal effects available on LumaFusion, I believe. And I believe LumaFusion is the only app that actually gives you uh, a pro experience, if you will. I heard there is a an Adobe app now available. Um, I forget if it's Adobe or something else, but it on the PC platform, it's a pretty heavy contender. But from what I understand, LumaFusion still has it beat. LumaFusion is just a mobile-only app, uh, one-time payment. And the other app, the Adobe app, I believe that's a subscription-based thing. And I don't even know if it does 4K video editing. 
I don't know if I'm going to even record my video in 4K, even though I can, as long as I'm as long as I'm recording with the rear cameras that I have access to right now. I can record 4K. I can actually do it 4K at 24 FPS, which would be ideal. That would be like that would be cinema, cinema quality. But I don't know that 4K is still yet important enough for me to just not do everything in 10, 1080, 60 and, you know, produce videos at 1080, 60 for a while. Because I have a feeling that anybody that would be watching my content would be watching it on a smaller screen to where 1080 can still look very sharp. So 1080 just might make more sense. I don't know. It depends. I mean, if 4K is easy to edit and, you know, it really doesn't take a long time, it's able to, I'm able to upload it. That's my main thing holding me back is I need to get a uh, higher upload bandwidth. My upload bandwidth sucks. My download speed sucks, but it's doable. Uh, we can have like two or three videos streaming in the house at once without many issues. But I mean, it's just barely. But for content creation and uploading, it's all about the upload speed, which in, in the United States, when you buy an internet package, it's historically low. Your upload speed is always a, a lot lower than your download, and you usually only get a good upload speed in, in the uh, mid to upper premium tier packages, it seems. I don't know. I was looking at a plan that give would give me something, I think, between 14 and 20 megabits per second upload. And I'm hovering like I'm barely breaking one. I'm usually just under one. So, I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. And I do know that as of whatever update, whatever, what, whatever version they were on when I checked, the Twitch mobile app for iPadOS will upload 1080p60 and use... I think seven and a half megabyte per second. So if I can get that package that's 14 to 20, I'm golden. I'm golden on that. We are getting creeping, just crawling at a snail's pace, even closer to the election. And it, it's getting nuts from everything I've seen. It's it just everything is getting so... Just It just keeps ramping up, ramping up. I've mentioned it in previous podcasts, and it's ramping up. It's just getting worse. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. I'm getting even more and more and more and more sick of it. I cannot wait until the election's over, and then whatever blowback that is likely to occur in the following weeks after the election. And hopefully we can get back to some kind of a, a normal in, uh, you know, 2021. Just, uh, you know, just just the COVID and that's it. Instead of the COVID and the politics and, and everything else. But I'm ready for the fall weather. The last few days, it's been beautiful in the Midwest. The weather has been A-OK, -okay, cool at night. 
I've been enjoying it. Also, I am very thankful to not be uh, living in a land or fleeing a land, I should say, that is on fire and just burning all the way to the soil. That is terrible what's going on the West Coast. And I, uh, I hope you guys get everything figured out. I, I wish the best for you. I hope your elected officials take very good care of you. Uh, because you guys got a mess on your hands. And it's pretty scary. There's a lot of people leaving. A lot of people leaving. So it, it's, it's bad. Oregon's a mess. Uh, parts of, I guess it's Northern California. It's a mess. But, you, you know, just goes to show, nothing's ever promised tomorrow. And in all reality, there's, there is not a, a whole lot of places where you would be truly safe in the continental United States. You, there, there's no place. With Yellowstone, that, that alone... If that, if that pops, that's going to be a mess for, I think it's over two-thirds of the country is just going to be heavily impacted. Probably, I mean, let's be honest, all of it, the U.S. would, I mean, we, we might crumble. I mean, there'd be nothing left. We'd be vaporized if it goes off like they're saying it could go off. It could be a very, very scary thing. The thing is, if you're far enough away from it, you would kind of see it coming, right? I guess you'd kind of see it coming. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I, I I didn't uh, didn't stick around in physics very long, but I'm fairly certain we the the uh, furthest reaches would be hit by some kind of a nasty fallout, some kind of a darkening of the sky. So. Let's uh, head on over to Twitter trending and see if there's anything worth mentioning. Of course, number one trending in the United States is the Bethesda purchase that we've already covered. Number two, we got wear a mask. Yeah. Yep. Should probably be doing that. Attila the Hun, number three. We got a Republican senator... Kelly Loeffler compares herself to Attila Hunt. See what I mean? It's just... Number five, political, political, political. I mean, it's the whole top 30. There's a little sports in there, a little CDC, and, you know, some advertising. But it's also, it's mostly all politics on Twitter right now. It's, ugh. Although I do follow it, I do want to know what's going on. I don't want to drag that whole mess into my podcast because this is supposed to be a good chill time where we just kick back and ponder the greater mysteries of the universe. But I will be glad whenever the election's over. I tell you what, I will be glad when that's done. Anyway, I want to see that movie, Tenet. 
Tenet, that new Christopher Nolan flick that's uh, out in theaters. I don't know if I want to be going to a theater, though, in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, I don't know. I don't uh, have to... Uh, have something that I'd have to think about quite a bit. See, because for work, I'm outside. So I'm in no enclosed areas. I'm out in the sun. Uh, the sun's supposed to kill COVID-19. Uh, last I heard, don't take anything you hear on my podcast as uh, official or properly sourced or fact-checked. Because, I mean, if you, if you think other podcasts are bad about spreading nonsense, buddy buckle in because you haven't been listening to the Chill Guilt Thrill long enough. And anyway, guys, I think that's going to be it for today, or at least for now. I might sit on this for a minute or two before I go ahead and post it. But if not, this is just going to have been a short episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll be back soon.